Now Cake and Kombucha brings you a special announcement not at all endorsed by the CDC, which, by the look of things, could be a good thing. Make sure that you wear a mask, don't touch your butt, and wash your hands before you take Aye, Corona. We're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. I might not die, but you won't die. I might not die, but you gon' die. Welcome back to another episode of Cake and Kombucha. I want to say that any humor that I bring to the situation of the pandemic is not to make light of any of the people who are suffering, who've lost members of their family, who are, I don't even want to say going to lose members of their family, although we do know this is probably going to get worse before it gets better. I am just bringing... Trying to bring a smile to your face. That's all. I am not a virus denier, and I'm not here to tell you that it's not real at all, because it is real. And we're going to devote a lot of the show to discussing it. So, welcome to Cake and Kombucha. I'm your host, Kelechi Azier, and we are in a global health crisis right now one that many of us have not been alive to see, uh, especially if we're American, we probably have not seen anything like it on our own soil in our lifetime. My own grandfather, um, he's passed away, it's been a while ago now, about 16 years ago, and um, he actually lived through uh, the tuberculosis scare And I think I've mentioned on the show that he had to be, he was placed in a sanatorium. They would put people there, isolate them. He had to sleep outside in the cold and in Buffalo and, you know, wake up with people who had passed away overnight next to him. And that was, you know, those are the extreme measures they were taking back before they knew how to treat things like this. So, um, glad that we have a lot more. Um, you know, research and accomplishments and science since then, and we can hope to tackle this in a way that will spare as many lives as possible. Um, so I thought before I started talking about any news topics at all, I mean, even COVID 19 related news topics. I would just give some factual information about the virus. I'm not sure who of you would actually come here for that type of serious uh, information. I almost hope not, but I'm going to give it anyway, just so you can have it all in one place. Okay, so background information. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Um... Okay, so the CDC is responding to an outbreak of respiratory diseases caused by a new coronavirus, meaning there are other coronaviruses already. First detected in China, which has now been detected in more than 100 locations nationally. The virus has been named SARS-CoV-2, and the disease it causes has been named Coronavirus Disease 2019, abbreviated as COVID-19. Um... Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses 
common in people and many different species of animals, including camels, cattle, cats, and bats. Rarely, animal coronaviruses can infect people and spread between people. And this is what happened with Mare's Cove, which was the Middle Eastern respiratory coronavirus, and SARS. And now with this new virus. It is a beta coronavirus. Uh... Like mares and SARS, that means that all three of them originate in bats. And this suggests that a single likely recent emergence of this virus came from an animal. Just a fun fact. That means that the word, uh, that means that coronavirus is zoonotic. Literally Z-O-O-N-O-T-I-C. Just learned that word. That is a word for something transmitted between animals and people. Um, Common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and breathing difficulties. In more severe cases, infection can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and death. How does it spread? Well, the virus spreads primarily through contact with an infected person when they cough or when they sneeze or through droplets of saliva or discharge from the nose. Do we protect ourselves? We protect ourselves by regularly cleaning our hands, preferably with soap and water or with an alcohol-based hand rub. And why is this? Washing your hands with soap and water kills viruses that may be on your hands. And then, very important, social distancing. Maintain at least one meter, three feet, between yourself and anyone who is coughing or sneezing, why? Because that's nasty. Just kidding. Um, because they can sneeze and the droplets can get on you and then you will be infected. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth because these are the very easy entry points for viruses to enter your body and practice good respiratory hygiene. This means covering your mouth and nose with your bent elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze, dispose of it, then wash your hands. Um... All of the other recommendations about what to do about yourself if you feel unwell. I'm not going to just blase tell you if you are unwell, go see a medical provider because that is exactly the problem that we're having. And we're going to get into that. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was this is being compared to a flu because it's also a virus, I guess. And um, it's really 10 times more deadly than the flu, actually. Uh, so that does not to say that it's, I don't know what you consider like a high death rate. I don't know what one would consider a high death rate really. Um, to me, when I hear about the thousands of people that have died, that is an incentive to have very few people get infected because, you know, if a million people get infected, then 1% of a million people are going to die. You know what I mean? So However, I mean, I think I believe the flu death rate is 0.02, something like that. And the death rate for this is it it appears like it might be 3.5, but really it's probably closer to one is what I have heard um, most recently. So um, and then those who are most likely to be affected are the elderly and people who have previous respiratory issues Uh, be that a disease, be that that they're smokers, and people who are immunocompromised, which could mean a lot of different things. 
And that is why I don't want to be cavalier about the fact that many people can get the infection and will not show any symptoms. So theoretically, a bunch of us could be infected and not know, but that makes us a walking Trojan horse time bomb to many other people in our lives who we care about. Um, All right. With that, let's get right into the news. So last night, Trump gave a state of the pandemic address, and it was really bad from the vastly different sizes that his eyes become when he's trying to read something, anything. It just looks like there is a it looks like there's like a caveman inside of there rubbing and rubbing flint together. Try It's just the concentration level. So that one squinty eye and the other eye all cockeyed. And also, help me out, white people. I mean, I mean, it's all of us tan, right? But like, some of your tans are more extreme. Do you know anyone that purposely puts like some little tiny goggles on so that the the around their eye is white and the rest of their face looks like a lobster? Is that a thing? Is that in style anywhere that I'm not sure? I don't know about. Maybe down in Mar-a-Lago, it's all the rage. Not sure. But let's just go through the things that Trump said last night, bit by bit, because most of them were false and incorrect. And it was just like, why spread more misinformation? Why do it? Okay, so where do we start? First of all, he said, I'm here to talk about the unprecedented measures we're taking against this. So again, he starts out complimenting himself. He can't help it. Then he rolls out the European travel ban, which he says incorrectly. He says that no one will be permitted to enter the U.S. from Europe starting Friday. I don't know why Friday. The pandemic is now. I guess Melania's cousins still needed safe passage or something like that. That was my first thought. And he said this includes cargo. So immediately after the White House had to scramble to explain that it does not include cargo and the president left out that Americans, people who are citizens and live here, will be allowed to come back. How will they be dealt with when they come back from virus hot zones? Nobody knows because he didn't say. He just said they will, you know, have appropriately things happen, measures happening something incoherent so again he did not lay out any kind of plan for the way americans would be dealt with quarantine anything when they do come back and there is not an embargo on cargo from europe that is not happening uh that's just not happening even though um you know cargo can hold the virus i guess they just need to spray it down with bleach or something So that's one. Um, What else he called? He kept calling it a foreign virus, which is what does that really mean? Germs don't have citizenship. So I'm not like, I don't know. Getting mad at one country for having a virus is like getting mad at a country for having an earthquake. It doesn't really make sense. It's a natural phenomena. So if you want to be racist, sure. At any opportunity, let's just take any opportunity. But he kept calling it a foreign virus. He he again highlighted how awesome he was for blocking travel from China a while ago. But my question is, why didn't you block travel from Europe 
like three weeks ago because Italy was pretty much the next hotspot after China. Oh, that's right, because they're white people and you, you're not going to do that. So, I mean, to me, in my opinion, the reason we're having more issues now is because, well, there's a lot of reasons and I'll get into them. But one of the major reasons is because there was no action taken on travel from Europe. And even now we're not doing it till Friday. So um, that was misstated. What else did he say wrong? Oh, he said that all of the care for the coronavirus was going to be free. Like anyone who gets sick, they would not have to, um, you know, worry about their medical bills, et cetera, et cetera. That has proven to be not true. Um, He said his exact words were earlier this week, I met with leaders of the health insurance industry who have agreed to waive all co-payments for coronavirus treatments, extend insurance coverage to these treatments, and to prevent surprise medical billing. That's literally not true, guys. Um, Many insurers have said they'll pick up the cost of coronavirus testing for some policy holders, but not the treatment. And saying a test or treatment is covered does not mean it's free. So then the White House again scrambled to clarify the remarks. And they said that Trump meant to echo what Vice President, I don't even like saying their names, Mike Pence said Tuesday, which is that assurance insurers had agreed to waive all co-pays on coronavirus testing and extend coverage for treatment, which is like, what does that mean? I mean here's the real deal. We need universal health care and we should have had it before the pandemic. That's, that's all. I mean, to watch the, the, you know, executive office of our nation not be sure what is going to happen with our insurance. It's just comical. And like, yes, he does. He's not sure of anything. He's probably not sure of, you know, how to put his pants on and things like that. But it shouldn't be this complicated. Like the president himself can't even straighten out what insurance is going to do for the people. And I just, okay. So let's see where else let's back into uh, since we're, if we're going to do the Trump related stuff, let's back into how we got ourselves into this mess. So what's very interesting, and I'm sure lots of books will be written on in the future, is how a lot of the situation the United States is in now with this piecemeal handling of the virus, with information being trickled down bit by bit, with people just doing things at their own discretion. I mean, some of that is because we are United States and we have our own state governments that's different than federal governments and governors can make their own decisions. Mayors are making decisions. Some of that, yes, is because we're not a communist country, but a lot of it is because Trump wanted to keep the numbers of the disease down for optics because of the election and because of how it would affect the economy. And I'm not just, I could have inferred this, but I'm not inferring this. This is the reporting um, in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, NPR, and they have spoken with people in the administration, and this is this is a fact that this was of of a concern to him. So, people surrounding him, advisors like Skeletor, Skellian, Conway, they were skeptical that 
coronavirus would be an issue, even though the head of the uh, Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, he did go to the president in January and warned that this was going to be a major problem. But Skellyanne Sconway <laughs> um, said, you know, she was skeptical that it'd be an issue. So people around him, aides to the president, they kept him in a bubble and they told people not to tell him more about this because it would make him angry. And everything is about upsetting him. It's people expend a lot of energy and time trying to massage his ego and feed tiny bits of information to his tiny little brain. Also, we have the problem of firing all of the long-term government veterans. There is no one who has done any of the things that they're doing for a long time in these important positions and health and human services and things like that. I mean, look, we've got Ben Carson running HUD. Why? Literally no reason, literally none. So there's also a problem that every time we finish some sort of global health crisis, national health crisis, et cetera, all of these, the money and the committees and boards are disbanded as if, so they just cobble them together the next time, which is why you're hearing names of new clowns that you never heard before, like Alex Azar, who are handling things that they're really not qualified to handle and didn't have the experience or training or acumen. I mean, you know that Trump just finds people like from a bush or something and is like, here, you're in charge of toilet paper for the White House. Like it's very random the way he assigns these people and is acting this and acting that. So all of this is coming into play in terms of un underpreparedness. So we were behind the eight ball on purpose. Remember, on purpose, because we can say, oh, we only have 100 cases in New York City. We only have this here and there because we don't fucking know, right? So then we're telling people weird things like, hey, if you feel like you're sick, stay home. But meanwhile, we a lot of people don't have paid sick leave. A lot of people don't have days off from work. A lot of people work in a gig economy. They have to go to work. And what is sick for some sort of like hero, you know, look, when I have a lot of sick days, I'll stay home if I feel a sniffle, <laughs> like if it's a day job that I don't like. But other people don't like to miss work. They have weird relationships there. They're saving face. They're just jockeying with the, the dude in the cubicle next to them. They feel like they got to show up. I mean, why are we leaving a global pandemic to our discretion? If you feel good, stay home. It's the right thing to do. Fuck what's right. I have to buy groceries. And I'm so sick of us dispensing this kind of meaningless advice to people without backing it up with any sort of policies that can support them. Also, in the address, Trump said that Small Business Association will be giving out small business loans at low interest rates. Okay, um, I'm not, I'm no Susie Orman, okay? But from what I understand, you have to pay loans back with interest. So if you have some sort of business that is effectively shuttered because no one is allowed to leave the house for a month because it's a zombie apocalypse. And then you take out a loan to subsist that time that your business wasn't doing well. You then have to pay it back when your business picks up to presumably probably a little bit worse to where it was normally because things take time to get back to normal. So then you owe money so I guess you just now owe less money than if you, I guess you just didn't like 
close your business, but now you're in like debt that can just hang on to you forever. Like some sort of rabid obese monkey on your back until you try to cross the river to the other side of the good life and you drown. It's a metaphor that I made for debt. I hope you like it. Um, yeah, I don't understand that. It doesn't, I wish America could stop its puritanical bullshit. And by puritanical, I don't mean no sex in the champagne room. I mean, work hard, don't get anything and be really individualistic, except then if, if you're, unless you're a bank, then take lots of handouts from the government. I wish we could just give people things so they don't die and their lives aren't ruined. Why don't we do that? In Italy, they have suspended mortgage payments. Um, we're like, well, you can borrow more money. Why? Why? Why do we make things so hard? Um, go, the GOP is overturning bills from the Democrats about, you know, spending packages that are going to help people out in this time. Of course, they said it would be too difficult and small businesses, the small businesses would close. The government needs to step in like the government needs to give out money. Where is Andrew Yang? He is now starting some sort of, I think, think tank. But I saw him on the news. And he was just sitting there kind of like smiling like, well, I already said that everybody should get a thousand dollars a year. So maybe there would be some sort of rainy day. fund. it's almost like it's almost like I suggested that we like need to do things like this for people. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just here. Yeah. So if ever there was an I told you so he gets one. Um, so the testing fiasco, not only was there no incentive to get the tests because Trump didn't want a lot of testing, we also had some sort of weird hubris and racism and arrogance come in. So we could have used the test from China, but we didn't. Uh, we chose to make our own. Then there were lots of issues with the test. Doctors were saying that they weren't working and they had to send all the results back to you know, public health offices, like sending test kits to Atlanta, which is not fast. Um, then we just kind of twiddled our thumbs and stuck our fingers up our butt. And we're like, OK, we're still not going to buy things from China, even though we're watching how they manage this now. So to contrast with the way things have been managed in China, you know, there was a lockdown on travel. No one's supposed to be leaving the house. Then they had these sort of tri little triage trucks, fever centers everywhere. So you would go get your temperature taken. And if your temperature was elevated, you did not leave. You didn't pass go. They had places set up for you to sleep right there and have care. Um, little mobile centers everywhere. And they put you away until you were treated, until the quarantine time was over. And now we're seeing the numbers decrease and decrease. So, we finally, as of yesterday in America, are kind of acknowledging that this is a real problem that can get worse and that there needs to be some sort of cohesive governmental action. It's just that that action kind of hasn't happened yet. And it's, I mean, the, the travel ban to Europe is a big deal. And also the EU wasn't warned. Oh, I left out something really important. This doesn't include Great Britain. Uh, don't know why I tried to watch some MSNBC interrogate uh, someone on, I think, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is an immunologist who is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's on the coronavirus task force. 
He sounds like he's been smoking since he was inside of the womb. So I'm not really sure what kind of um, health situation is going on with him, but he's in charge of ours right now. And uh, he said, I mean, he was basically being yelled at. Oh, I actually think of CNN. I think it was Don Lemon was like, tell me, tell me why. You know, Don Lemon is now just out here. But why? But why? And Dr. Fauci, bless him, he don't know because it's stupid. He said, from what I understand, the rest of Europe is connected, pretty much saying, but Great Britain's an island, so it's not the same. There's, you know, you don't travel back and forth. I'm like, really? Really? Because you can take like a $2 flight. That's all Europeans do is have like a satchel. Like you should see the luggage requirements. The luggage requirements are like a, you can only bring like a clutch on the plane with you for the weekend and you get on and you, they just go back and forth to Greece and Mallorca and Portugal and they just fly to Q. You know, it's, they, they live. I mean, honestly, in America, we also have a bunch of different cool climates. Like we can fly to the tropics. We can go to Miami or something, but the, there's nothing in terms of discount flights compared to the way it is in Europe. And so to suggest that great Britain, like doesn't get around the rest of Europe, I was just absolutely flabbergasted, but I don't know. We got to figure out, I mean, I'm sure there's some monetary or bribery or like some reason that's specifically convenient to Trump that he did not block great Britain. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Um, we're shutting down all our tourist events. Like you, there's no reason to come here. Uh, anyway, so that's what's going on with that. Um, we screwed things up. We're trying to catch up too late. And honestly, it's just kind of an ignorance is bliss situation because we don't know what well, we don't know. We don't know how many people have it. And yeah, so the recommendations are cute. But I think, again, it's really inappropriate to, like, leave it up to everyone's discretion, whether they should uh, quarantine or things like that. I mean, and then, you know, if you were tested and you didn't have it, you wouldn't quarantine. So, I mean, I guess in some in in some countries, you know, in Italy, people are pretty much encouraged to stay home, although restaurants are open till 6 p.m. Um, but like. Things are shutting down, so you're encouraged to stay home no matter what, but still, like, it's a mess. And the testing has not, people who have had symptoms have not been able to get tested. So people have been have tried to get tests and been turned away. Um, there's an article that's viral about a woman who flew from Korea. I think she touched down in China, and she came, and just no one checked her at all when she came to the States. She just whoop-de-doo went about her life, but she being a responsible person tried to get tested. And they said, you're not showing any symptoms. So we're not testing you, which again means that someone who could possibly be incubating the disease inside of them, uh, where it can stay dormant for 14 days. That's why there's a whole wait period. Um, they could go and spread it to people who are vulnerable. So it really makes no sense in in terms of containing something, you know, when you're trying to prevent something from happening, you take measures before it looks really bad. So I'm just not sure. And this goes for the people who are online with the conspiracy theories and things like that. Why do you need someone to drop dead in front of you before you think something is is bad? I, you know, I listen to the New York Times podcast every day. 
hearing about what's going on in Wuhan, it's heartbreaking hearing about someone, you know, people's, your grandfather, mother, you know, people in, in a lot of other countries, including parts of Asia, that have many different generations inside of one household. So hearing how grandpa dies, grandma dies, dad dies, they're just taken away in a plastic bag by the government and thrown out like hazard waste trash, their bodies. I mean, very traumatic things are happening to people. It's very sad. But instead, people choose to sit on Facebook and talk about how it's a hoax from the government. Like, not everything is a hoax. It's so disrespectful to the other fucking hoaxes. There are hoaxes. And it's, like, really annoying when y'all make up new ones because then there's no credence to the ones that are that are real. Um, this thing going around about... I just saw something about... I've seen many things about black people are immune to coronavirus. What I will say to that is black people stop sharing things that try to make us some sort of racially, biologically distinct group then we get mad with the stereotypes that are unflattering and are racist, but then embracing ones like this. We are not, we have the same skin and blood as everybody else. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, okay, if it was like skin cancer, yes, we can get skin cancer, but at a lower rate because of melanin. But like, it's a virus. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm, I feel like testing in Africa is probably, again, not prevalent yet. And I pray that everything goes well, but people are like, I just saw someone online, right? It can't survive in hot climates. Is it ice cream? Like, is it a sandwich with mayonnaise on it? Or is it a virus that's, I don't, I don't understand. Like, if that were so, we would just send people, why we wouldn't look for a, a vaccine. We would just put people in tanning beds who are sick. No, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks have it and they're in Australia, which is really fucking hot. It's like desert. So, yeah, that didn't make sense. And the person was saying, like, African-Americans, stop saying that, like, I've read that it's been I've read that Africans are, you know, immune to coronavirus. We're not just African. We're at least 20 percent European, like or more. So we're probably not immune. I was just like, how did you just try to apply like science to something unscientific. I just can't. Um, but I pray for everybody who's been afflicted. I pray that we stop acting like sociopaths and being like, well, I don't care if I'm personally going to die, but like, fuck all these old people. Like, actually, some of the most important people in my life are over 60, so I am scared. And all I can do now is is stay away from them. I'm in a different state. And since who knows like what we're all carrying, I just will not be visiting them anytime soon until like this blows over. Or we all get tested or something. So I, you know, it's great to compartmentalize, but don't be a douche canoe. Okay. So on a positive note, um, Days after being with Trump and Pence, a Brazilian official has tested positive for the virus. A senior Brazilian official who visited Mar-a-Lago days ago has tested positive. Um, the House, just as an example of what goes on, the White House press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, said both the president and vice president had almost no interactions with the individual who tested positive. And shadily, the paper that I got this from put this that paragraph over a picture of them all holding hands like shaking hands with each other like taking a picture shaking hands i hope i can only hope that he coughed on everyone important uh, mike pence donald trump ugh, ugh. um yeah that's we can only we can only hope so 
quick cancellations. New York is finally getting its getting into the groove of shutting things down. Um, today, Andrew Cuomo said that we would not be allowed to gather in groups of 500 or more. So guys cancel your brunch. (laughs) Just kidding. And the St. Patrick's day parade is postponed. Again, I'm trying to give you good news. Um, So there won't be vomit all over the streets that traditionally happens on March 17th. And it draws 150,000 people marching and 2 million spectators. Um, If you've wondered if I've ever been, of course not. Um, I'm just see the aftermath and it's horrifying. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Do, 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 do. Um, oh, interesting about the NBA. So the NBA has, has suspended the rest of its season. That's done. Um, many, many, many universities around the country started with Princeton, Harvard. Now it's spreading. I've seen it spread through the SUNY school system. They're doing distance learning, um, for the rest of the semester. So students are not invited to come back. And they're going to be doing their classes from a computer. Now, a lot of students don't have computers. They don't have access at home. They have to share computers. They're students that are homeless. They're students that don't have any place to live. Them getting out from whatever they came from and going to school and getting a dorm there and getting an apartment there, that is their home. So they're international students that can't afford to go anywhere. So this is a big problem. But again, the problem, in my opinion, is not... We don't shut schools down because, you know, because people rely on them. We need financial support from the government to help everybody out. Um, I understand how important schools are, and I can only hope that with the grades and everything that, honestly, I think the grading should be suspended. I think people should be assigned some light reading and, you know, try to keep things fresh in their mind to best their to the best of their ability but like what are you I just I don't know it's it's tough because again also school needs to go on because in the same vein of talking about finances people have budgeted for those four years you need to get in and get out you don't have money for it to keep dragging on so the financial repercussions are just so everything is interconnected it's a time for us to really see how interconnected everything is and how delicate the systems that we take for granted and rely on are you know Elementary school is closing and then who people have to miss work so they can take care of their kids. I mean, we're it's it's just everything is going to have a trickle down effect that we've never seen before. So we can only we'll be just watching it, I guess. Um, but the NBA had some particularly entertaining light skinned antics. Um, Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert from France. He mocked the NBA's temporary rules. Uh, this was two days ago, requiring members of the media to keep a six to eight foot distance from players. So at a press conference, which I never understood why the media, what is this going to sound like insulting? I'm not saying that NBA players or sports players are dumb. I'm just saying that a lot of times they don't give the most interesting interviews and like asking someone like, so how did you win? Um, you know, just like, I just like keep focus. And, um, I knew that I needed to put the ball through the net. So when the time came, I threw the ball and then it went in the net and, um, yeah, like, I just don't, I'm sorry. Maybe there's a lot of things I like to watch. I don't need to be analyzed afterwards. Okay. So come for me if you want to, but I don't, 
I mean, do I watch like extra footage from Rosalind of Atlanta where they're talking about what happened on the episodes? Yes, but that's extra tea. Okay, that's extra tea. But I'm I'm saying, I always thought those press conferences were a little bit redundant. But anyway, what he did was when he left, he touched every single mic on the way out. And again, I mean, I I thought it was a little funny just in the sense that it's cheeky. Like, I always think it's funny when they the um, athletes get an attitude because like, what's that one guy that there? I think he's a football player that never wants to be there. He always just has the biggest he's like oh and it's so funny because i'm with him i'm like yeah you understand that this is dumb it is dumb and this thing that should be said just play your sport but um i mean whatever the funny part is now that he has coronavirus so (laughs) he has coronavirus and so does someone else on the washington wizards is it um but anyway the raptors the pistons the celtics and the wizards um, say players and their staff have been advised to go into self-quarantine. It's a word advised that keeps bothering me. Like we need actual rules. We need actual rules. Tell us what to do so that we do it. But then how are those rules enforced? I don't know. Um, I just think there's a certain type of person that feels the need to like, de- I don't know. I don't know. It's just, there's a, there's a line and, I just see people going out of their way online to say that they're not worried and or people completely freaking out. And I would just like to see like the appropriate amount of worry. Like I'm like I'm anticipating like some major changes that we haven't. We're not used to not being able to go around and do what we want, like as Americans. And that's going to be really interesting to see. And things are going to be really different than they ever have been. And change is scary. But we don't have to act like there's not a disease that's should be avoided. You know what I mean? I don't know. And there's other things like this, the stockpiling of hand sanitizer is also a little bit confusing even to me because it's like, and I have some, but it's like, if we're on quarantine, we won't be leaving the house that much. So you should be washing your hands with soap and water. Like I don't like, is the hand sanitizer for just tons and tons of errands, just tons of things to do people to see during the quarantines. I don't know. Toilet paper we're stockpiling. Uh, It's kind of just like, oh, everyone else is getting all the toilet paper. I won't have any left when I want some. Like certain things are being are getting confusing. And do we think the water is going to get shut off? I went to Trader Joe's today. There was almost nothing there. And this woman bought she had 16 cases of water. (laughs) She came in in like a fur coat and had all the staff behind her carrying her 16 cases of water to her car. And I was like, this is amazing. No, actually, she didn't even have a car. She hailed a green taxi. So she she planned for the 16 cases of water, but she didn't even hail an Uber or something like that. Like she was just, I'll just see what's on the street that might be available to take my 16 cases of water. It was great. So I think that might conclude the coronavirus discussion for now. Um, oh, did I mention Broadway's closed? Yes, Broadway's closed until April 13th. Um, I think these are just major, major things are afoot and I expect things to be really changed even by the time that you hear this, um, Friday morning, I'm recording Thursday, March 12th and yeah, we'll see some interesting changes. 
I'm Weary. I'm your pandemic guide. Ask me anything you want to know. Social distancing. Social distancing is distancing yourself from people who look nasty. If she don't look right, just stay away. You know, just use those skills you use to discriminate against people on a daily basis and you should be fine. Should you go out if you have something important to do? We're encouraging people to use your best judgment. Some people's best judgment might be to run up and down the city like a maniac since it's empty and they never get to walk down the sidewalk without being jostled around by all of the European tourists who aren't allowed to come anymore. And some people's best judgment might be to stay home inside of a fort made of toilet paper. We leave that for you to decide. Do the right thing. Do what you know is right. Do whatever you feel on a case-by-case basis. Do you have a fever? Then run through the streets. Do you feel like you have a cough coming on? Then hide underground. Do whatever you think is right, but make sure you do what's right. We recommend that you use your best judgment, but use your best judgment to make the right decision. There's only one right decision that's right, so do that one. Don't do the other ones, because that would be selfish and wrong. Do only the right thing. We can't tell you what the right thing is. It depends on where you live and how old you are and whether you care about other people or not. And whether you're rich and whether you have health insurance and a lot of other things too. So do the right thing. Don't be an asshole, okay? We can't tell you what to do. We're a democracy. Land of the free, home of the brave, okay? Stay home from work if you're feeling sick. Unless you don't have paid sick leave, in which case you should probably go to work because if you're late on your rent, you can get evicted. And if you're outside loitering because you don't have anywhere else to be, so you're on a park bench and you get arrested, then you can't do effective social distancing from a jail cell. Silly. So whatever you do, just stay safe out there. Okay. I know you know what that means. Do you? Stop buying so much hand sanitizer. Stop stockpiling. It's not the end of the world. Things will never be the same again. This virus will come every season. This virus won't affect anyone you know. This virus will affect everyone you know. We're all going to die. No one's going to die. The death rate is 10%. The death rate is 29%. Everyone's already dead anyway, and this is a dream. Good night. So I want to talk about something that happened in Raleigh the other night. Um, There was a young man shot by the police named Javier Torres. He sparked a protest downtown, and... Um, now the police for some reason feel vindicated because they released the body cam footage which shows that this guy had a gun and there were rumors going around misinformation spreading that he was 16 and unarmed he was 27 and he did have a gun Um, here's the thing I don't care guns are legal and it's the south I'm so confused what like Just let us know. Just let us know that if you're a black person and you're seen with a gun, you will be shot on sight. Just let us know because we need to stop pretending like it's I'm sick of guns being legal for part of America and not the other part. We had people storm capitals in Virginia with AR-15s and shit strapped to them. And then we have this man whose gun was visible and someone shooting him. Like, honestly, I don't know what people do with guns. Like, I don't know why they have them. I don't know what they're doing. If you're hunting squirrels or whatever. But apparently we just, 
I thought the thing we did was just assume that everyone had a permit, right? Except no. So if we see a black man with a toy gun in Walmart, we kill them on sight. True story. If we see people with things that look like guns, if they're black, we kill them on sight. If you're white, you can have a gun and like, it's, it's just like a cute toy. I, there was a Senator who said to, um, he, he, taped a video of himself in his office and took this really ugly era 15 that was like covered in American flags or something, some sort of like gun memento and said, Joe Biden, uh, and what's his name? The beta over Joe Biden, beta over If you want to take my gun, you're going to have to come take it from me. Um, are you like a psycho? Like, why are you making weird threatening videos about your toy guns on the internet? I don't understand as someone who has a gun, the onus is on you to not be weird about it, right? I would think. There, I mean, there's certainly some sort of bar black men are supposed to have, but they can't reach. The bar is not existing. But um, this dude, this old man feels comfortable brandishing his rifle, his assault weapon, and being like, come get it from me if you want it. You're going to have to come take it. That's confrontational. I mean, duh. And... You're just talking about flouting a law right now because they Beto O'Rourke and Biden wanted to get rid of those with legal measures. They wanted it to be a law. So what you're saying is if they pass a law that you don't like, you're going to not follow it. I don't know why these conservatives, they're all about the law, the law, the Constitution, the Constitution, until it's something they don't like. And then fuck it. You know, then let's secede. Never is anything that has to do with like helping people. It's just things like gun ownership and owning slaves. Go figure. But um, I'm proud of people for going out and gathering. This was two days two days ago. Even when you know the caution was already starting to spread, some people were wearing masks, but they still went to the protest. And I think we need to keep uh, Javier Torres is still in the hospital. Thank God he was shot in the abdomen. I don't know why the police officers can't aim. Like maybe I watch too much TV and I don't know what police training is. And it's a lot less than I think, but I just don't know why they can never shoot for like an arm or a leg or something like that. Um, it's always just vital organs or something. Um, but anyway, I, I hope that we keep, the movement going, I hope that we keep fighting for imperfect victims of all kinds, be it, you know, in sexual assault cases and in cases like this. So bravo to everyone doing the good work down in Raleigh. I Corona, squeeze the little lime on it. Quarantine on you, be drunk for 14 days. Squeeze the little lime on it. Quarantine on it. Swirl it around. Don't put it in your mouth because you've been drunk for 14 days by yourself. I have a confession to make. One of the most nostalgic and best smells in the whole world to me is chlorine. And I just wiped off my desk with this Clorox cleaner and bleach. And my hands smell so beautiful now just like chlorine but I'm I'm a little nervous to take my contacts out I hope it doesn't burn oh um yeah 
already said that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, they have said that they are, they do have coronavirus and they're in um, Australia right now shooting movie, but they did test positive. Okay, so fingers crossed that they continue to feel fine. And it reminds me of something I heard on a broadcast about how the coronavirus needs its Rock Hudson moment that people don't really believe it's real because someone relatable, famous, white, hasn't got it yet that they can see. And I, you know, I'm not old enough to remember that apparently there was no AIDS legislation until Rock Hudson died. Rock Hudson and Ronald Reagan were buddies. They were both leading men in Hollywood together. And um, it wasn't until right after he passed that suddenly AIDS became a concern in the administration and all. Um, that horrified me. So again, there is some racist element to the empathy gap, I think, that's missing. Like, people not being able to empathize or feel connection when they hear about thousands of people dying in China weeks ago. Or maybe I just, I mean, I do have an overactive imagination and I worry a lot. So to me, I don't have these boundaries in my brain between like what could happen to me and what could happen to someone else. Like when I hear something, I'm just like, Oh God, that's terrible. Um, and I don't know, but yeah, there's something missing. And I, I'm not saying I want, God forbid, Tom Hanks, everyone loves Tom Hanks, come on, to die. I'm just saying that a celebrity getting it is going to be something that I think people pay attention to. And now um, I'm glad they went public with it for that reason. And that might be why they did, but because they could have just minded their business. But now people will have a face that they like to associate it with and, again, hopefully can just move things forward in terms of people being serious about this. Um, but anyway, I wanted to leave you with a few more stories. Um, there is a school. Uh, where is the school? Okay. I want to say Utah just because I feel like Utah would do something like this. Um, but there's a middle school. Oh, it is in Utah. Um, there's a middle school in Utah that is coming under fire because they had a policy that you're not allowed to reject anyone at the school dance. So it's the rule that you have to dance with anyone who asks you. And this 12-year-old girl came home saying that she danced, you know, with a guy she had a crush on and had a great time, but she also had to dance with this guy that made her uncomfortable. And she was very upset about that. And girl, I feel you. Like, come on. Are you telling me? When did this happen? Not in the time of Corona. Well, it was February 27th. But there's so many little creepy guys. And it's now the way the Snapchats and the Twitters and the Instagrams and the pornographies. I don't know what these kids are talking about. But if he's a creep, I'm sure he's a creep for a reason. He he does make like some sorts of weird sexual outbursts. It was reported. And they told her that she could tell the instructor before who she doesn't want to dance with. She could keep her daughter home from school on the days of the dance. And there might have been a third option that was so dumb that I forgot. But the point is, they want everyone to feel included. And I'm like, okay, congratulations on your anti-bullying. You've just eroded all concepts of consent and done so much damage to women 
well, the women that these little girls are going to grow up to be because we are always taught we have to do things to make other people feel comfortable anyway. And now I got to have your sweaty booger body pressed up to mine because the school said so because you might feel bad otherwise. Oh, brother. Rejection sucks. I get that. I get it. And I hope no one's being mean about it. But there's some people you just don't want to touch because they're weird. Stop this. Stop this. This is a horrible, horrible idea. Stop it. Um, speaking of creeps, Harvey Weinstein is getting 23 years in prison. That is very close to the maximum. The maximum sentencing he could have gotten was 25. This is a great outcome. Um, he has been punished for longer than Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. So I'm just waiting for the Hoteps to release a press release about that. Um, and stop saying, well, what about Cosby? And what about, or what about Weinstein? And no, 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 Well, he's going to jail for 23 years. Now, what the fuck do you want? Now, can you stop being a weirdo and trying to defend rapists, whatever color they are? Good. Because to be honest, I listened to this. Um, I, I have followed all the Harvey Weinstein stuff and I've listened to the Chasing Cosby podcast, as I was saying. And in, I think, what Cosby did was worse. Um, and I hope this is not offensive to anyone, anyone listening who's experienced assault. And I, when I say worse, I mean by degrees of like two things that are both you're going to burn in hell for. You know what I mean? You ruin people's lives in either, in either scenario, but Weinstein was a monster. And some of the way it's worse is it's not like giving credit to Weinstein for being a good person or anything. I'm just saying like he happens to be like a hideously ugly person who had a terrible reputation of being a mean person who beat you over the head with his assault and his demands. He was up front. If you don't give me this, you're not getting this. And, you know, put people in awkward situations, ruin their lives, ruin their careers, assaulted women. That happened. But... To what I heard, he never was close enough in proximity or the type of person that had like pretend nurturing and what, you know, he wasn't grooming their families. He wasn't mentoring people, things like that. You knew that this was like a, a tough businessman type person going in. That was his reputation. Cosby, on the other hand, manipulated everyone with his America's dad thing, used it to his advantage and purposely befriended families, the parents, usually the mothers, and only the mothers is what I've heard so far, and, you know, groomed them too. The women that he was taking advantage of were people he, Andrea Konstad, he, who, this is the famous victim who is white, and she is the reason that a lot of hoteps were like, Oh, you know, it's just the white, the man is trying to get Cosby when so many of his victims were black women. And it's not that hard to find out if people would just listen, including a famous model, Beverly Johnson, who's from Buffalo, New York. Um, but no one gives a fuck about black women. So that all just got swept under the rug, but not really. So like, again, listen very carefully when people are hotepping and stepping because, it's always the like, wait, hi, black women are a thing that exists. Do you care about us in your narrative? Um, but anyway, Andrea Khan said was he mentored her for years. And so 
you know, people would have been used to going to his house. They went to his house. They thought of him as a father figure. And that's what the thing you heard the most, that these women thought of him as a father figure. Um, there was one black girl who was 17 and again, like a mentee of his. And when he assaulted her after, you know, gaining her trust for a long time, her mother, this broke me. Her mother referred to it as the day that she left and never came back. She left the house and never came back. Now, of course, she did come back, but figuratively, the mother was speaking. There was a light in her eyes that was gone. She stopped modeling, stopped acting, stopped leaving the house, gave everything up. Um, and this is someone who got to be in court and testify and say, this is what you did to me. And it meant so much to her. She said she only wished she had longer. So these are the stories that we're trying to sweep under the rug that is just, I think, important to remember. Um, but again, I just say that to say that Bill Cosby had a special type of manipulation, that kind of thing where that makes you doubt your instincts, your senses, your whole identity, and feel like you lost someone who was close to you and was supposed to take care of you. So you're feeling like the grief of that, that double whammy of just when the rug is pulled from under you. Um, so again, like lives ruined in both cases, but I'm just saying for the hoteps, like what Cosby did was, was lower than low and he got less time than Harvey Weinstein. I mean, so they're both monsters in different ways and Harvey Weinstein got like twice as long as him. So I think it's huge. It's momentous. Um, hopefully we can just deal with rapists as rapists and not have this like elaborate period where we whine and cry about the television characters they played first next time. But um, from now on, I want to dispense of these evil people even more quickly, cut through the bullshit. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think this is a great historic verdict and it's going to change the industry. It's going to change workplaces and this is finally someone was canceled, actually canceled, so that we can never hear from them again. Goodbye. Take your walker. Oh, but he's got a jail consultant. That's a thing now to help people that I guess didn't think they were the type to be in jail, even though they commit lots of crimes, but meaning they're white, um, deal with life behind bars. Look, I only hope that he fucked with some aspiring actress that has a cousin in jail and they beat him with an inch of his life because he deserves all the punishments he can get. And this also leads me to something I've been thinking about. Um, the, the difference between rehabilitation and punishment, like some people I know, like I want your jail to your jail to be like, you know, Sisyphus pushing the rock up the, the mountain or something. Like I want it to be like Tantalus, you know, like it should be torturous. And then some people we want to rehabilitate so they can come back. So that's just something that I, I want to learn more about. Maybe I'll find someone that I can interview and bring on the show to talk about restorative justice. It's something that I studied a little bit in school, but don't know where we are with that now. And yeah. How do you discern who needs to be like, yes, you can go crazy. You could be in solitary confinement forever. Like you're, you're never coming back and you're a horrible person from people that need to come back. And like, the, what is the punishment versus re rehab? What is our goal when we send people to prison? Cause to me, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, they don't need like a prison. They need like a torture cell. They need like, you know, they need like a neighborhood architect from the good place 
to design a bad place from that for them. Okay, guys, that's it for this week. I hope this was informative, but not too informative, because again, who really knows what's going on? And please stay safe, stay mentally well, treat yourself nicely, treat your loved ones nicely. Let's be kind to each other. Let's help each other where we can because we're probably all going to need each other in ways that we can't necessarily predict yet. And that's all I have to say for today. Love to you all, and I'll see you next week. Cake and Kombucha is produced and hosted by actress, writer, and singer Kelechi Azia. It features music by the talented Melanie J.B. Charles. If you like what you hear, check out MelanieJBCharles.com. Yeah,